You're listening to Teapod, the Wikipedia audiobook. Episode 1, Uncanny Valley. This episode was recorded on the 11th of February 2019, and the article was last edited on the 28th of January 2019. The Uncanny Valley Hypothesised relationship between the degree of an object's resemblance to a human being and the emotional response to such an object. The concept of the uncanny valley suggests humanoid objects which appear almost, but not exactly like real human beings, elicit uncanny or strangely familiar feelings of eeriness and revulsion in observers. Valley denotes a dip in the human observer's affinity for the replica, a relation that otherwise increases with the replica's human likeness. Examples can be found in robotics, 3D computer animations, and lifelike dolls, among others. With the increasing prevalence of virtual reality, augmented reality, and photorealistic computer animation, the valley has been cited in the popular press as a reaction to the verisimilitude of the creation as it approaches indistinguishably from reality. The uncanny valley hypothesis predicts that an entity appearing almost human will risk eliciting cold, eerie feelings in viewers. Etymology the concept was identified by the robotics professor Mahero Mori as Bukome no Tani Gensho in 1970. The term was first translated as Uncanny Valley in the 1978 book Robots, Fact, Fiction and Prediction, written by Jaysia Reichhardt, thus forging an unintended link to Ernst Jens' concept of the uncanny, introduced in a 1906 essay entitled On the Psychology of the Uncanny. Gent's conception was elaborated by Sigmund Freud in a 1919 essay entitled The Uncanny, Das Unmelech. Hypothesis Maury's original hypothesis states that as the appearance of a robot is made more human, some observer's emotional response to the robot becomes increasingly positive and empathetic, until it reaches a point beyond which the response quickly becomes strong revulsion. However, as the robot's appearance continues to become less distinguishable from a human being, the emotional response becomes positive once again and approaches human-to-human empathy levels. This area of repulsive response aroused by a robot with an appearance and emotion between a barely human and fully human entity is the uncanny valley. The name captures the idea that an almost human-looking robot seems overly strange to some human beings, produces a feeling of uncanniness, and thus fails to evoke the empathetic response required for productive human-robot interaction. Theoretical basis. A number of theories have been proposed to explain the cognitive mechanism underlying the phenomenon. Mate selection. Automatic stimulus-driven appraisals of uncanny stimuli elicit aversion by activating an evolved cognitive mechanism for the avoidance of selecting mates with low fertility, poor hormonal health, or ineffective immune systems based on visible features of the face and body that are predictive of those traits. Mortality salience. Viewing an uncanny robot elicits an innate fear of death and culturally supported defences for coping with death's inevitability. Partially disassembled androids play on subconscious fears of reduction, replacement and annihilation. 1. A mechanism with a human facade and a mechanical interior plays on our subconscious fear that we are just soulless machines. 2. Androids in various states of mutilation, decapitation or disassembly are reminiscent of a battlefield after conflict and as such serve as a reminder of our mortality. 3. Since most androids are copies of actual people, they are doppelgangers and may elicit a fear of being replaced, on the job, in a relationship, and so on. 4. The jerkiness of an android's movements could be unsettling because it elicits a fear of losing bodily control. Pathogen avoidance 
uncanny stimuli may activate a cognitive mechanism that originally evolved to motivate the avoidance of potential sources of pathogens by eliciting a disgust response. The more human an organism looks, the stronger the aversion to its defects, because 1. Defects indicate disease. 2. More human-looking organisms are more closely related to human beings genetically. And 3. The probability of contracting disease-causing bacteria, viruses and other parasites increases with genetic similarity. The visual anomalies of androids, robots and other animated human characters cause reactions of alarm and revulsion similar to corpses and visibly deceased individuals. Sorites paradoxes. Stimuli with human and non-human traits undermine my sense of human identity by linking qualitatively different categories, human and non-human, by a quantitative metric degree of human likeness. Violation of human norms. The uncanny valley may be symptomatic of entities that elicit a model of a human other but do not measure up to it. If an entity looks sufficiently non-human, its human characteristics are noticeable, generating empathy. However, if the entity looks almost human, it elicits our model of a human other and its detailed normative expectations. The non-human characteristics are noticeable, giving the human viewer a sense of strangeness. In other words, a robot stuck inside the uncanny valley is no longer judged by the standards of a robot doing possible work at pretending to be a human, but is instead judged by the standards of a human doing a terrible job at acting like a normal person. This has been linked to perceptual uncertainty and the theory of predictive coding. Religious definition of human identity. The existence of artificial but human-like entities is viewed by some as a threat to the concept of human identity. An example can be found in the theoretical framework of psychiatrist Irving Yalom. Yalom explains that humans construct psychological defences in order to avoid existential anxiety stemming from death. One of these defences is specialness, the the irrational belief that ageing and death as central premises of life apply to all others but oneself. The experience of the very human-like living robot can be so rich and compelling that it challenges humans' notions of specialness and existential defences, eliciting existential anxiety. In folklore, the creation of human-like but soulless beings is often shown to be unwise, as with Gollum in Judaism, whose absence of human empathy and spirit can lead to disaster, however good the intentions of its creator. Conflicting perceptual cues. The negative effect associated with uncanny stimuli is produced by the activation of conflicting cognitive representations. Perceptual tension occurs when an individual perceives conflicting cues to category membership, such as when a humanoid figure moves like a robot or has other visible robot features. This cognitive conflict is experienced as psychological discomfort, i.e. eeriness, much like the discomfort that is experienced with cognitive dissonance. Several studies support this possibility. Mather and Reichling found that the time subjects took to gauge a robot's face human or mechanical resemblance peaked for faces deepest in the uncanny valley, suggesting that perceptually classifying those faces as human or robot posed a greater cognitive challenge. However, they found that while perceptual confusion can coincide with the uncanny valley, it did not mediate the effect of the uncanny valley on subjects' social and emotional reactions, suggesting that perceptual confusion may not be the mechanism behind the uncanny valley effect. Berlay and colleagues demonstrated that faces at the midpoint of between human and non-human stimuli produced a level of reported eeriness that diverged from an otherwise linear model relating human likeness to effect. Yamada et al. found that the cognitive difficulty was associated with negative effects at the midpoint of a morphed continuum, e.g. a series of stimuli morphing between a cartoon dog and a real dog. Ferry et al., demonstrated that the midpoint between images on a continuum anchored by two stimulus categories produced a maximum of negative effect, and found this with both human and non-human en- entities. Schoenenherr and Berlay provide examples from history and culture that evidence an aversion to hybrid entities, such as the aversion to genetically modified organisms, 
Frankenfoods, and transgender individuals. Finally, Moore developed a Bayesian mathematical model that provides a quantitative account of perceptual conflict. There has been some debate as to the precise mechanics that are responsible. It has been argued that the effect is driven by categorization difficulty, perceptual mismatch, frequency-based desensitization, and inhibitory devaluation. Threat to humans' distinctiveness and identity. Negative reactions toward very human-like robots can be related to the challenge that this kind of robot leads to the categorical human, non-human distinction. Kaplan stated that these new machines challenge human uniqueness, pushing for a redefinition of humanness. McDormand and Entarazi investigated the distinction of human and robots as an individual trait that can, be, that can predict sensitivity to the uncanny valley phenomenon. Ferrari, Palladino and Jettin found that the increase of anthropomorphic appearance of a robot leads to an enhancement of threat to the human distinctiveness and identity. The more a robot resembles a real person, the more it represents a challenge to our social identity as human beings. Research a series of studies experimentally investigated whether uncanny valley effects exist for static images of robot faces. Mather MB and Reichling DB used two complementary sets of stimuli spanning the range from very mechanical to very human-like. First, a sample of 80 objectively chosen robot face images from internet searches. And second, a morphometrically and graphically controlled six-face series of set of faces. They asked subjects to explicitly rate the likability of each face. To measure trust towards each face, subjects completed a one-shot investment game to indirectly measure how much money they were willing to wager on a robot's trustworthiness. Both stimulus sets showed a robust uncanny valley effect on explicitly rated likability and a more context-dependent uncanny valley on an implicitly traded trust. Their exploratory analysis of one proposed mechanism for the uncanny valley, perceptual confusion of a category boundary, found that category confusion occurs in the uncanny valley but does not mediate the effect on social and emotional responses. One study conducted in 2009 examined the evolutionary mechanism behind the aversion associated with the uncanny valley. A group of five monkeys was shown three images, two different 3D monkey faces, realistic and unrealistic, and a real photo of a monkey's face. The monkey's eye glaze was used as a proxy for preference of aversion. Since the realistic 3D monkey face was looked at less than either of the real photo or the unrealistic 3D monkey face, this was interpreted as an indication that the monkey participants found the realistic 3D face aversive, or otherwise preferred the other two images. As one would expect with the uncanny valley, more realism can lead to less positive reactions, and this study demonstrated that neither human-specific cognitive processes nor human culture explain the uncanny valley. In other words, this aversive reaction to realism can be said to be evolutionary in origin. As of 2011, researchers at the University of California, San Diego and California Institute for Telecommunications and Information Technology are measuring human brain activations related to the uncanny valley. In one study using fMRI, a group of cognitive scientists and roboticists found the biggest differences in brain responses for uncanny robots in parietal cortex on both sides of the brain, specifically in the areas that connect the part of the brain's visual cortex that process bodily movements with the section of the motor cortex thought to contain mirror neurons. The researchers say they saw, in essence, evidence of mismatch or perceptual conflict. The brain lit up when the human-like appearance of the android and its robotic motion didn't compute. I.C. Pinar Saigon, an assistant professor from UCSD, says, The brain doesn't seem selectively tuned to either biological appearance or biological motion per se. What it seems to be doing is looking for its expectations to be met, for an appearance and emotion to be congruent. View a perception of facial expression and speech in the uncanny valley and realistic human-like characters intended for video games and film is being investigated by Tim Well et al. 2011. 
Consideration is also given by Tim Well et al. 2010 as to how the uncanny valley may be exaggerated for antipathetic characters in survival horror games. Building on the body of work already undertaken in Android science, this research intends to build a conceptual framework for the uncanny valley using 3D characters generated in a real-time gaming engine. The goal is to analyse how cross-modal factors of facial expression and speech can exaggerate the uncanny. Tim Wan 2011 has also introduced the notion of unscalable uncanny wall that suggests a viewer's discernment for detecting imperfections of realism will keep pace, pace with the new technologies and stimulating realism. A summary of Angela Tinwell's research on the Uncanny Valley, psychological reasons behind the Uncanny Valley, and how designers may overcome the uncanny and human-like virtual characters is provided in her book, The Uncanny Valley, in Games and Animation by CRC Press. Design Principles A number of design principles have been proposed for avoiding the Uncanny Valley. Design elements should match in human realism. A robot may look uncanny when human and non-human elements are mixed. For example, both a robot with a synthetic voice or a human being with a human voice have been found to be less eerie than a robot with a human voice or a human being with a synthetic voice. For a robot to give a more positive impression, its degree of human realism in appearance should also match its degree of human realism in behaviour. If an animated character looks more human than its movement, this gives a negative impression. Human neuroimaging studies also, also indicate matching appearance and motion kinem kinematics are important. Reducing conflict and uncertainty by matching appearance, behaviour and ability. In terms of performance, if a robot looks too appliance-like, people expect little from it. If it looks too human, people expect too much from it. A highly human-like appearance leads to an expectation that certain behaviours are present, such as human-like motion dynamics. This likely operates as a, at a subconscious level and may have a biological basis. Neuroscientists have noted, when the brain's ex expectations are not met, the brain generates a prediction error. As human-like artificial agents become more commonplace, perhaps our perceptual systems will be retuned to accommodate these new social partners. Or perhaps we will decide it's not a good idea to make robots so clearly an air image after all. Human facial proportions and photorealistic texture should only be used together. A photorealistic human texture demands human facial proportions or the computer-generated character can fall into the uncanny valley. Abnormal facial proportions, including those typically used by artists to enhance attractiveness, e.g. larger eyes, can look eerie with a photorealistic human texture. Avoiding a photorealistic texture can permit more leeway. This ends part one of The Uncanny Valley. Stay tuned for part two, coming up soon. This podcast is released under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license. Thank you for listening.